Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hello and welcome back to the What We Said podcast. I am so proud of myself because I remembered just barely to announce the topic of today's episode, which is, I think it might be a tearjerker. That's what Beth said. I feel like we're going to be crying the whole episode. Yeah. It's us reading stories about like something that changed the trajectory of your life, a miracle, something, you know. Very happy, uplifting Mm -hmm. stories today. Yeah. Not so, maybe shocking, but I did read the punchline of one story and I was already like getting choked on. A joke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All um, the stories you guys sent in were a joke. So we do want to get into that quickly. But first announcement is we do have merch coming out very soon, okay? We are recording this a little earlier because JC is going out of town, which she will discuss in just a moment. But stay up to date on our Instagram for all the details for specific dates, specific times. We know how you guys get with the merch. So make sure you're there. Make sure you know everything. We'll mm-hmm. try and keep it as updated as possible on the podcast, but the Instagram is really where you got to be. Mm-hmm. If you're not following our Instagram yet, if you get are out of town. not our bestie, that's for sure. <laughs> you are a fake fan. They're like, um, you're not following us. We're like, oh, yeah, they got us there. Uh, no, but our Instagram's fun. So go follow. It's at what we said podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a great Tuesday. Yeah, my update is that I'm going to Nashville. I leave tomorrow. By the time you guys hear this, I'll actually have just been getting home from Nashville. So... This is kind of old news, but you guys can probably go watch a vlog that I, I'm planning on vlogging there. So that will have probably gone up like, you know, a day or two ago while you're listening to this. If you want to check out what we did in Tennessee, we're going to visit Kristen and Marcus. Are meet. you guys just going to Nashville or are you going to like other? No, just Nashville. There is a Suns game in Memphis while <gasps> we're in Nashville. Really? And we considered it, but it's a three-hour drive, which oh, I'm like, yeah. that's just a little too far. If it was an hour or an hour and a half, I would just be so down. But anyway, so we're just going to visit Kristen and Marcus, meet their baby for the first time, which is crazy. He's like, what, four months? He'll be like four months old at that point, yeah. I think. And I'm super excited. It'll be really fun. I don't think there will be fall leaves. I pretty much missed. So I went to New York. I was like, perfect fall time. There was really not many fall leaves at yeah. all. And then I'm pretty sure we might have like just missed the cutoff. But I feel like maybe, maybe. there will be th- them in Nashville. Yeah. I'll have to ask Kristen. But yeah, we're going there. We I just booked an Airbnb. I saw on her story today she was crunching leaves under her shoes. Okay. So maybe we're just in time. Or maybe they're all on the ground now. Yeah. we Because I wanted to go on a fall trip. Kind of like I wanted mm-hmm. to go to Utah or... 
somewhere and the schedule's just been busy. This time of year just gets busy. And if you don't plan ahead, it's yeah. just not happening. So uh, we planned to go to Nashville a few weeks ago and we booked our flights, got a little Airbnb. So I'm really excited. Um, nice. Eat fun. all of the good food for me. I miss Nashville food. Me and Nick talk about every once in a while. I'll be like, remember this place? Oh, it's yeah. so good. Nashville food is really good. And I, when we were, oh, maybe was that in, I can't remember if this was in Tennessee or North Carolina, but we went to a like Southern place, like a, you know, fried chicken, mac and cheese place. And it was so good. I need to check if it, which state it was in, because I honestly can't remember. But if that was in Tennessee, I'm going back. It was so good. And if not, I'm sure I can find one just like Yeah, it. there's no shortage of, um, Good fried food there. Mm-hmm. Um, so can't wait for that. Do people remember when we used to not live by each other and we used to do the podcast like living literally halfway across the country from A each concept. Other? I forget about that time. I don't even life. know how we did. I mean, I do know how we did it. We would fly to each other and yeah. batch a bunch of episodes. But you guys, some days we would record like four episodes yeah. in one day. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. That's not Okay. It's so— Our brains would be fried, fried afterwards. Absolutely fried. It's so Horrible. nice being able to be a little more current mm-hmm. and living five minutes very away. Nice. is very, very nice. Very convenient. Well, what's what's new with the the baby? What's new with the pregnancy? Um, Not much, honestly. Well, actually, I'm like, actually everything. <laughs> <laughs> I was—I did have a little moment this morning where I kind of pa- had a panic attack. Not really. A panic attack. Sorry to everyone who actually has panic attacks. I had a moment of panic because I was like, wait a second, this baby comes so soon. Like, so I'm 35 weeks now. And, you know, usually it's about 40 weeks to have your baby, you know, give or take a week or two. So you could, would it be outrageous for you to have your baby in like two weeks? No, (gasps) not at all. Like, not at all. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, wait a second. I have so much to do. Like, I, so I, started kind of getting my would, nursery sorry together. To interrupt. Yeah. That would be two weeks early or it would yeah. be that would like, be three weeks early. Okay, so that'd be a little bit more abnormal maybe. Yeah, but people, you know, go into you just never know. Yeah, you never know for sure. It, it's like give or takes like one or two weeks. So Okay. So more likely three to four weeks you'll give birth. Yeah. If not longer. Yeah, if not longer, like five to six weeks. But okay. still like that's just absolutely crazy to me. That's like how long furniture takes to get when you order something. It's like five to six weeks. Like, and you're like, oh, okay. Like that's a long time, but it comes so fast. And so I was kind of freaking out. So I was like doing all the laundry of the baby clothes. So I was like, I need to wash these clothes before I like, you know, put them on the baby. So I was like doing laundry of baby clothes. I'm like, this is so crazy. Like we were like really starting to unboxing real. stuff and getting everything set up, shopping for just like stuff for the nursery and stuff. So it's just becoming like trying to get my hospital bag, whatever. You have a huge life update and that's that your freaking couch got here finally. Oh yeah. That's I do have a couch weeks now. in the works. Yeah, I do have a couch now. It finally got here this morning. We had quite the experience with it, but it got here. Sophie approves. And, you know, people doubted me. They were like a white couch and you're going to have a baby and you have a dog that sheds. And I'm like, you know what? I can do it. And I've gotten very positive messages today. Like I posted that it was a white couch. I use Scotchgard. Have you ever used Scotchgard for anything? Uh-uh. So wait, wait, wait. That sounds so familiar. What does that mean? I'm sure you've heard, seen it or heard of it. And I'm sure Jilly uses it for many things. But um, my neighbor told me about it. She was like, oh, if you get a white couch, just use Scotchgard. It's basically a coat that repels water or liquids. So you spray, mm. you can spray on your shoes, like your white shoes, like dresses, coats. 
And then if you spill something on it, it like repels it. So you can just wipe it off. So it doesn't mm. like soak into it. So you spray down your entire couch basically. And you can put it on any, like I could put it on my couch? Yes. Because I should do that immediately. I believe so. Yeah. And everyone was like, and baby spit up is white. So if it spits up on your white couch, it's actually not that bad. It's actually sure. better than having a dark couch. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. But Can't wait to sit on it. Yeah. You'll have, have to come over. Night. I know. We have a TV now. We're like grown-ups. We're getting our nursery set up. We got a big TV to hang up. I'm like, wow, this is a life. A Love couch and a TV. Can't so, wait to see it all. Yeah. Um, there's nothing better than starting to feel like when your house is coming oh, together. I know. It's the best feeling ever. And yeah. we've both been in limbo for a while. Oh, I finally watched Parasite before we mm. because what'd you think? Oh, I was with you, but <laughs> like you were first step of the way <laughs> for the you know for the fans at home. <laughs> it was really good. It was yeah, very thought provoking, mm-hmm. very entertaining. I thought it was gonna be scarier than it was, but it wasn't scary. You know what was really, and this was like the whole message of the show anyway. And if you haven't watched Parasite and you want to, I mean, it's years old, but I will be giving spoiler alerts. But I think the whole point of the show that's like very interesting is the different class systems and mm-hmm. how their perception and their life is so incredibly different. Totally. And it was just so crazy because there is a family that's super poor. They don't have any money. They live in this neighborhood that's, you know. Yeah, like not, in a basement apartment. Yeah. And they have like no, whatever, they have bugs all over their apartment and stuff. And then it's juxtaposed with Ooh, big word. Thank you. Um, With this very rich family who has a ton of money, who has a maid and a driver and stuff. And they live like not too far apart from each other, maybe mm-hmm. like 30 minutes away from each other. And you're seeing how different their lives are. And there's this one part where there's a massive rainstorm and it like completely floods the poorer family's apartment and ruins everything. And it's like their life is essentially ruined. Like yeah. they have, they don't know where to live. Their They're basically stuff, evacuated from their house. Yeah. Their stuff is all water damaged, whatever. And then the rich people are talking about how lovely the rain has been and like how much of a blessing the rain is. And it's just like, you see these people living two completely different lives. And it honestly was like very moving to me and like mm-hmm. very thought provoking when I really stopped to think about it. And um, anyway, there's, it, it's a dark movie and there's <laughs> The ending's a bit shocking. Yeah, but the ending, it did escalate quickly. Yes. I will say that. But it just shows how the guy who did grow up poor and, and was poor, like he was just so sick of being like treated differently. differently because of he didn't have as much money. I know. It is. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Great, great life uh, lesson. Yeah, for sure. Is something interfering with your happiness? Chances are probably, if we're being honest, we live in a rocky time. And I know full well, JC knows full well, how beneficial it can be to talk through those and to get over whatever is preventing you from achieving your goals and living your best life. So that is why we're so excited to be partnering with BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. It's super convenient and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. And it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor anytime You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions as well. 
This is all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, which I personally feel like is one of the major pros of BetterHelp. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed, which is also super important because you want to find someone that you really click with and you really trust. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. These licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, family conflicts, grief, and so much more. And anything you share is going to be completely confidential. It's convenient, professional, affordable. You guys can also check out the testimonials that are posted daily on their website if you want any more info or if you're just looking to check it out. In fact, actually, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So we want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you will get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash what we said. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash what we said. All right, you guys, listen up because Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year is coming this weekend. It's coming at the perfect time. You know, the holidays are coming up. If you're looking to give your interior a little refresh, want some great prices, this is amazing news for you. So Brooklinen's entire site of super soft, seriously cozy essentials is going on sale this weekend. I literally have so many Brooklinen products, it scares me. Mm-hmm. My towels are Brooklinen, my sheets, my duvet, my pillows, my pillowcases, a robe. Like we've got it all on lock. They have so many great cozy pieces that are such high quality luxury, make you feel like you are living in a hotel. That's my dream. Brooklinen was created to bring dreamy comfort to every corner of your space at prices so affordable, they make you pinch yourself. Am I dreaming here? (laughs) Shopping doesn't get any easier than Brooklinen bundles. You save more when you stock up on essentials for your space. Now is the time to get gifting with deals on items for everyone on your list, whether you're shopping scents for a candle lover or grabbing a gift card, aka the gift that keeps on giving. This kind of comfort is always a hit for the holiday. Guys, get your holiday shopping done early, okay? Just trust Mm -hmm. me. It feels so much better. Brooklinen's comfort game is unmatched and their lineup keeps getting better. Five-star sheets were just the start and their collection of cozy must-haves now includes everything from dreamy decor to their newly launched slippers. So don't miss out. Brooklinen's biggest sale of the year starts this week. Listening after the sale, you can still save. Visit brooklinen.com and use the promo code WHATWESAID for $20 off with a minimum purchase of $100. That's B-R-O-O-K. K-L-I-N-E-N.com, promo code, what we said. Uh, Should we jump on into these beautiful stories that I feel like are going to make me cry all day today and ruin my makeup? Yes, we should. Okay. Um, I'll go first. Perfect. (laughs) Oh, after I choke on my own spit. Amazing. Okay. Hey, girls. So here's the story of my unexpected miracle. Before we get into my miracle, when I'm already crying an unexpected miracle, oh my gosh. Before we get into my miracle, I need to provide a little backstory and begin with my mom's miracle. Okay, so there's a trigger warning on this story. It talks about miscarriage. So the story goes, when my mom was only a few weeks pregnant with me, before she even had her first appointment, she had some unexpected bleeding. She immediately went in to get an ultrasound and check things out. Much to my mom's surprise, she was pregnant with twins. Sadly, it was clear that one of the twins was being miscarried. However, the other one, being me, was still there. My mom was told that once you miscarry one twin, the other twin is almost always miscarried as well. Mm -hmm. My mom went home in tears that day, and a DNC was scheduled for a few days later. The morning of the DNC, my mom just didn't feel right about it. She still felt pregnant and that she shouldn't go through with it. She requested to have another ultrasound just to make sure there was or wasn't a healthy baby in there. 
It's shocking to me that it wasn't protocol back then to have an ultrasound anyway, just to make sure. Much to her doctor's surprise, there I was, a healthy baby. If it wasn't for my mom's intuition, maternal instinct, and bravery to speak up, I would not be here today. Thanks, mom. Now to my miracle. My mom has always been very open with me that I am a twin and that my twin was miscarried. It's hard to explain, but all my life, I have felt this comforting presence with me, and I truly believe that it is my twin. Also, for some reason, I have always felt like my twin was a boy. It was too early to tell when my twin was miscarried. Anyway, knowing I am a twin and that I wasn't able to experience what it was like to grow up with my twin, I've always longed for what it would have been like to grow up with a built-in best friend, to have that connection and that unbreakable bond. Well, when my husband and I decided that we were ready to try for a baby, we unfortunately had a very tough time conceiving. It had been over a couple years of trying when one day I was driving to work and saw the most beautiful sunrise in the sky. For some reason... In that moment, I felt my twin next to me in a way I can only describe. (laughs) This is just the first story. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 (laughs) no. For some reason in that moment, I felt I'm going to try and turn off my emotions. I can just read them and not. So if I just like sound cold, that's why I'm protecting myself. (laughs) For some reason in that moment, I felt my twin next to me in a way that I can only describe as an out-of-body experience. I said out loud to myself, I'm going to get pregnant this month and I'm going to have twins. Shockingly, I had my first ever positive pregnancy test a couple weeks later. I remembered that moment that I had in the car that day and I told my husband. He thought I was crazy, lol. Well, fast forward to my first ultrasound and what do you know? There were two happy and healthy little gummy bear shaped babies dancing around in there. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) I just remember the look of shock on my husband's face and me excitingly crying. I knew it. I knew it. I don't know how I knew it, but I knew it. Now my twin boys are almost three years old and they, along with their new baby sister, are the greatest gifts I could have ever asked for. While I wasn't able to experience... (laughs) How are we going to get through this episode? (laughs) Truly. When we're laughing, by the way, we're crying. Yeah. While I wasn't able to experience life with my own twin, I know my twin is still by my side and watching alongside with me. My own twin boys grow up together. That is the sweetest story. That is such a sweet, full circle, beautiful moment. Okay. Hi, JC and Chelsea. First off, I want to say there are no words for the joy, peace, and inspiration you both bring to my life. JC, your vlogs are my favorite, and Chelsea, you are my favorite fellow plant-based queen. Aww. Now for my unexpected miracle. I have a few, but I think you'll like this one. My family and I lived in a rural farm in Minnesota for a couple years, and in July of our first year there, a wild tornado hit our farm. Quick rewind, my mom, sister, and I had been planning a camping trip for that weekend. The day came, and all of us had a really weird gut feeling. I felt irritable, and my sister was super angry and we couldn't decide whether to go or not. Finally, we set off, all of us, in a bad mood, but hoping for a good weekend. We were two hours from home, and I had been trying to pray away the pit in my stomach the whole way there when we got a slew of texts. Are you guys in the basement? Did it hit you guys? Are you guys okay? Then a phone call. It was my stepdad, and all he said was, the barn is gone. I was in it one second, and the next, there was open air. He was bleeding but felt nothing, all alone in shock. Our closest friends and family live about 30 minutes away and our nearest neighbors a half a mile away. My mom pulled off and stopped the car, hanging up after telling him to call 911. Fun fact, he didn't. She turned to me. The dog is missing, she tells me. My beloved golden retriever had been in the barn with my stepdad when the tornado came. He later told us he noticed the rain falling harder and harder before a deafening gust of wind rose up. He grabbed the dog by the collar and dove under a small bobcat machine, but as the barn was 
ripped away at the foundation the dog oh broke away. Oh my gosh. He hadn't seen him and as we drove home as fast as we could go, we got numerous phone calls from family members arriving at the scene saying there was no sign of him. Aww. As we approached our farm, I called my pup's name out the window as loud as I could through my constricted throat. When we got there, people were searching through the rubble for his body. I stumbled out of the car, tears streaming down my face. He was only a year old. I couldn't stand it. There were fallen trees. My car was wrapped in tin siding. Baby pictures from a photo album we'd, oh we'd forgotten gosh. on our porch were stuck to our siding, but our house was fine besides some of the windows being shattered. But my Elliot was missing. I decided to go out and look at the wreckage, and I heard people marveling at the fact that we hadn't lost a single chicken, horse, cat— but I couldn't stop searching the horizon for a speck of golden fur. Suddenly, I heard my sister cry out his name, Elliot. I turned and there he was. It didn't feel real. He was running across a hayfield in the pouring rain and I was stumbling towards him, sobbing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not literally Lassie. Uh, <laughs> Wait, is that the movie where he comes home? There's too many dog movies where they... Unable to see past my tears in the rain, he ran past everyone and came straight to me, wriggling and whining and giving me endless kisses. He was in perfect shape, not a single scratch to be seen. He'd come from the same direction the tornado went in, suggesting he'd been picked up by the tornado. <gasps> he certainly couldn't have run that far away on his own four legs. In the end, everyone was fine. By another miracle, the small machine my stepdad hid under barely moved in the force of the tornado, while tractors that were twice as big were pushed as much as 30 feet into the road. I've Whoa. never seen a man so surprised to be alive. And like I said, we didn't lose a single animal, most importantly, Elliot. It was a complete miracle. I'm also still driving my car that got hit too. I'll attach a few pictures for you guys. Love you. Um, oh my God. That is crazy. I— <gasps> Oh— the sweetest. Um, oh my, you're driving that car, sis? Stuff all over it. Just in That's ruins. insane. Well, I'm so glad your stepdad is okay too. Same. Also, it's crazy because animals know how, like when disaster is coming before we do. So they usually actually live more than humans do because they have like this instinctual, you know, of where to run to and how to survive. It's kind of crazy. Wow. Okay. Wow. That was very sweet. Hi, ladies. Here's one of the nicest things that someone has done for me. The other day, I went to the grocery store to get groceries. And wow. <laughs> Not the groceries, <laughs> or the grocery store. <laughs> and to send a couple envelopes in the mail, our grocery store has a post office in it. Okay, okay. She, there's multiple <laughs> things you could do in the grocery store, I guess. She fooled us. The envelopes were sealed and addressed and had pictures that we had printed of our kids for my in-laws and parents. While I was shopping, I lost the envelopes in the grocery store and I couldn't find them anywhere. Well, fast forward a couple days and my in-laws texted me about the pictures and how much they loved them. Turns out someone found my envelopes in the store and went and paid for the postage and mailed them for me. Oh, that's sweet. That's really sweet I and simple. I love when people just do the right thing. Same. And just don't think about it. You know what I mean? Same. Tell me why I'm about to ball my eyes out telling this the simplest story. But I might have said this before, but my aunt went to like Trader Joe's or something and she has triplets, triplet boys. And they were like two years old. And it was like- Triplet boys is really, God bless your aunt. Yeah. And it was her first time, I think, like taking them all three out on her own. Oh, so they were young too. They were young, literally two years old, I think. And she was taking all of them out at the same time, which is like a big task. Like- at going grocery shopping. By herself. Yeah. And she was, I think, pretty, getting pretty nervous about it. But she was like, all right, I can do this. And she went in and they were really well behaved. And like, anyway, these two, I think they were like two ladies, maybe like moms or fr friends. I don't remember how they knew each other. But 
basically they bought her flowers and they were just like, you're doing amazing. Like your boys are so precious. And like, we just want to say you're such a great mom. And she was like, (gasps) oh, that's so so sweet. Like complete strangers. I love that. Same. Nothing. You know what? Just like make someone's day and do something like that. Also, I saw something very similar on TikTok. This girl was uh, like on a plane and she had uh, maybe twins or she had kids or whatever. And one of them was having, oh, her, they had just lost one of their daughters. And she was like my, like the little girl was having, her sister basically was having a really hard time with the grief. And so she threw a temper tantrum in the middle of the flight and she was like so stressed. And and she got handed this note and she was like, great. Like someone's probably complaining. And it was just like someone saying like, you're doing great. Like, we don't care. Just like keep Aww. going or whatever. And she was like, oh my gosh, that made like the world of difference to me. Little gestures like that can go a long way. Yeah. Okay. Hey besties. First off, my boyfriend and I are avid listeners and we literally have the best time tuning in on Tuesdays. When I was fresh out of high school, I got a job working at a local bakery where I had the most life-changing interaction with a frequent customer. I had this sweet little old man come in every day and we always had the best conversations. One day I saw him sitting in the corner of the shop alone and looking sad. Oh, my worst nightmare. (laughs) I hate seeing old people sit alone. I will no joke start crying. I bought him a croissant and went to sit and talk. He told me his wife had just passed away and I I started crying on the spot. My heart literally could not take it. Every shift, I would work to cheer him up through little jokes and stories. One day he came in and said he wanted to offer me a scholarship for my studies. Uh, uh, Oh, what? He told me that I reminded him of his late wife and granted me $12,000 under a scholarship in her honor. Oh, I'm still in school and forever grateful for my sweet little coffee shop grandpa. He has completely changed. Oh my god! Trajectory of my life. That is insane. That is, I'm like, see, guys, be nice. You could make money. <laughs> <laughs> you could get a sugar daddy if you're nice enough. That's that the moral so, of this story. You guys have to understand. We have to make jokes like this, otherwise, we will. I'm on the verge of like actually sobbing and not being able to read. So I'm trying to make this as lighthearted as possible for myself. I, I I'm not even going to tell this story because I don't even think I can make it there. Never mind. Okay, I'm going to read this one. It was a personal one. Maybe I'll tell in a second if I get <laughs> if I get the strength. Okay. Hey, girls. I found your podcast over the summer and have literally binged every episode since. Love y'all and the pod so much. We love you too. Okay. So here's my unexpected miracle story. My mom was driving me, five years old at the time, to a dentist appointment. And we also had my infant baby sister with us. We were driving down the highway when all of a sudden we see smoke coming from the hood of the car. Mind you, at the time, my mom drove an older SUV, but it was in good condition and never gave her troubles until that moment. She pulled over onto the side of a busy North Texas highway and called my dad telling him he had to come pick us up because the car was smoking and she didn't feel comfortable driving it any further. My dad said he would be there in 20 minutes and for us to just stay put because he was on his way. I freaked out and told my mom we needed to get out of the car and wait outside. She kept yelling at me to get back in the car. Remember, I was five years old and we were on a busy highway. I did not listen and told her we needed to get out of the car. She finally gave in and said, okay, whatever, we can walk down the road a little bit to a gas station and I'll tell dad to pick us up there. My mom got out of the car and opened in the back seat to grab my baby sister. Right after she grabbed my sister and walked around the car and onto the grass where I was, the car blew up. Um, yep, you read that right. It literally bursted into flames and we could see pieces of the car fly into the air across the highway. Needless to say, my 5-year-old self saved all 3 of our lives that day. And my mom always says that if it weren't for me nagging and saying we need to get out, we would still have been sitting in the car when it went up in flames. Again, love y'all on the podcast so much. Can't wait to hear this episode. Wow. Kids are intuitive. Like, hopefully your mom trusted you for the rest of your life. Yeah, she uses that as manipulation for the rest (laughs) of her life. She's like, remember? (laughs) That's crazy. I feel like there are a lot of stories like that where it's, you know, 
put my seatbelt on and then got in an yeah. accident one second later or something. It's crazy. Okay. I absolutely love you guys and look forward every week to your podcast. I feel like we're best friends. I want to share a story of the nicest thing anyone has ever done for me. For some reason, these ones like get me the most. I know. Just because it's just, human kindness. Yes. Oh, it like gives me faith in the world again. Okay. In the spring of 2019, my husband and I found out we were expecting our first baby. We were absolutely over the moon ecstatic. There was nothing in the world I wanted more than to be a mom. Over the years, I had watched my sisters collectively go through nine perfect pregnancies with zero obstacles. So naturally, I expected the same for myself. My pregnancy consisted of heavy bleeding at eight weeks. We thought we had miscarried only for our angel midwife to find a heartbeat. However, we were told that the baby had a 10% chance of surviving after that. I had more bleeding at 16 weeks with the baby's chances decreasing from there. I was put on bed rest for three months, only to have my placenta fail at 36 weeks. Oh my I was whisked away to be induced. My labor was quick and beautiful. I held my sweet four-pound son, Hank, on my chest for just a minute before he was taken to the NICU. I still remember my hand on his back, feeling his small spine and being amazed at how small he was. In the midst of bed rest, I thought I had more time to keep growing my baby. We didn't buy any preemie clothes, so we only had newborn clothes at the hospital. Could have just been the crazy hormones, but I cried to my husband about how I already felt like a failure because I didn't even have clothes for our sweet little boy. We stayed with our son for a few days while he was in the NICU. My husband eventually had to go home and get some new clothes. He came back later to the hospital that day with an Amazon package addressed to us. It didn't have a sender name and in the package there was... Don't tell me. <laughs> there. Don't tell me. <laughs> there was no note or mention of a sender. <laughs> you guys, it's a coping mechanism. I literally just have to laugh. Only a pack of three soft, warm, preemie PJ sets. I literally melted into a puddle of tears. Same. We hadn't announced his birth yet. And not many people knew that he was here. Both mine and my husband's families were so sweet and would have told us if it was one of them, but everyone denied it. To this day, two years later, we still don't know. We still don't know who sent us those, but I cry every time I think of what a tender mercy it was that there was an angel out there that helped me clothe my son to take him home from the hospital. He's two the day after Thanksgiving and the biggest blessing in my tiniest BFF. We're currently pregnant with number two. Chelsea, it feels like a dream to be pregnant with you. And we're so excited as this pregnancy has been healthy and non-stressful. Absolutely love you three, Beth included. Thanks for tuning in each Tuesday. Uh, oh, sorry. Thanks for making Thanks for tuning in each like, Tuesday. No problem. Thanks for making each Tuesday fun and uplifting. P.S. Please come to San Diego and hang out. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. Oh my gosh, I ruined my makeup completely. <laughs> I'm literally in a puddle of tears over here. It's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Okay, it's impossible to turn my emotions off. I'm actually trying to like be robotic right now. No, I told you. As I, read I this. said it's one of actually my biggest like so. I cry at the like drop of a pin and you're kind of the same way. Yeah. I think we we both are actually like that. But like sometimes I was telling Chelsea, it's the most annoying thing about myself to me because like you said, I can't just like turn it off. I can't become, I'll want to so bad. Like someone will be talking to me and they'll start getting choked up. And I so badly want to just like remain calm and be like, I'd be there for them, but not also cry. And I start bawling yeah. every single time. It's so hard to hold it in. I did learn one trick to stop yourself from crying. And that is to clear your throat and put your tongue on the top of your mouth. <clears throat> and sometimes like that. if you're choking up, like sometimes if the tear is already coming, it's too late. But yeah. if you're, if you start to like feel your eyes well up and you're, you know, we know the feeling. Mm -hmm. 
We're going to take a quick little break to talk about Green Chef. So listen up if you've been wanting to become, you know, more of a homemaking queen and get in that kitchen and start cooking up some good meals. Green Chef is for you. Green Chef is the first USDA certified organic meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well, easy and affordable with plans to fit every lifestyle. So whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or just looking to eat healthier, there's a range of recipes to suit any diet or preference. And the reason that Green Chef is just absolutely amazing is because it's convenient, it's flexible, and it's very easy. Green Chef makes cooking easy with dinner options that work for your lifestyle, not the other way around. So all of the ingredients are handpicked and they're delivered right to your door, contact-free, so you can let Green Chef do the meal planning, the grocery shopping, and most of the prep for you week after week, which just takes out a lot of the headache from cooking, if we're being honest. Recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. So they offer 30 weekly recipe options, and you can also switch up your plan whenever you're ready to try like a new way of eating or something like that. It's absolutely amazing. It's deliciousness delivered. Let me put it this way. I've never messed up a Green Chef meal. And that's really saying something. It's hard to mess up. Like they give you such great instructions. Really takes, yeah, like you said, the headache out of everything. So something that looks really delicious to me is their smoky cauliflower recipe. It has like kale, red peppers, dried apricots and feta, cheese, roasted potatoes. It looks freaking divine. And anything with potatoes, sign me up. And cauliflower. Yeah. So anyway, go to greenchef.com slash what we said 125 and use code what we said 125 to get $125 off, including free shipping. That is greenchef.com slash what we said 125 and use code what we said 125 to get $125 off, including free shipping. Check out Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. So I've recently, as of literally yesterday, been on my fitness grind again. And you know what I've been drinking more and more of? protein shakes, protein smoothies. You know what's weird is even though it gets colder outside, I never get sick of smoothies. Same. I've been on back on my smoothie grind, in fact, Mm -hmm. even though the weather is colder. I've been loving morning smoothies. So you know what's great to add into a smoothie or a little shake is Ritual Protein Powder. It is a delicious plant-based protein offered in three premium formulations for distinct life stages and unique nutrient needs, all made with the same high standards approach and commitment to traceability that Ritual is known for. So whether you're doing reps or even if you're more into dog walks, We're introducing Essential Protein here to you guys today. So it's made traceable. You deserve to know what you're putting in your body and why. And with their one-of-a-kind visible supply chain, you will always know what's in their formula, where the ingredients come from, and why they're included, which I think is super important. Also, it supports your daily health. For tomorrow as much as today, it's made with nutrients to support bones, brains, and muscles and help maintain muscle mass as you age. Their thoughtful, purpose-built formulations are made for, like JC said, all different life stages. So 18 plus, pregnancy and postpartum, 50 plus. I actually have the plant-based protein powder for pregnancy and postpartum. It tastes amazing. I like to add a little coconut milk or oat milk, a banana, some greens, some berries, and it tastes so good. It's 20 grams of pea protein plus a complete amino acid profile. It's delicious and there's no added sugar or sugar alcohols. And like all Ritual products, Essential Protein is soy-free, gluten-free, and formulated with non-GMO ingredients, which we absolutely love. So why not shake up your Ritual? To make trying something new less scary, Ritual offers a money-back guarantee if you're not 100% in love. Plus, our listeners get 10% off during your first three months. So just visit ritual.com slash what we said to add Essential Protein today. That's ritual.com slash what we said. Go check it out. 
Hi, Beth, JC, and Chelsea. Tuesdays are the best part of my week because of you guys. This story starts out sad, but I swear it gets better. Here's the story of the day that changed my life. Trigger warning in this story, suicidal thoughts. Earlier this year, I was in an unhealthy and abusive two-year relationship. She puts quotes on it. That's a story for another day. I was so miserable and depressed that I got to the point of wanting to take myself out of this world. Anyways, I had these thoughts for weeks and it kept getting worse and worse. I wouldn't tell anyone. The only joy I had was my coffee shop job. I was always smiling and laughing. The second I left the shop, I would return to my miserable state. No one knew I had these thoughts at all. One day I called off work because I had a tattoo appointment. My way of trying to cheer myself up, she said with like the crazy face. Love that for you. I came back to work the next day and my coworker, Emily, who is the brightest soul on earth, asked if I was okay. Confused, I lied and said, yeah, of course, why? Of course. Emily explained that she had a dream the day that I didn't come to work. She said, my dream was so scary. I dreamt that you harmed yourself and you took your own life. I thought it was random and crazy dream because you were always so happy when I see you. What a nightmare, right? Thank goodness I had a mask on because my jaw dropped. I had chills and goosebumps all over my body. Emily kept talking about her dream, but I couldn't move or speak. I hadn't told a single person about what I was struggling with. In that moment, I realized that God was truly looking out for me and reminding me that I'm not alone. I soon left my abusive relationship. I adopted a puppy and have never had a depressive thought again. Emily will never know it, but she saved my life that day. Thank you, ladies, for what you do. Wow. Okay. That. <laughs> Golly. These stories are so sweet. And literally, like, my heart is grown three sizes. <laughs> I'm just silent because I... <laughs> it just, like... I, I know we always say, but it just makes you so much more. You just really don't know what people are going through. It's crazy how like the simplest thing to you can yeah. mean the world to someone else. Like I've been thinking about this lately. And, and again, it's a very small thing, but I've been thinking of that quote, like when you see something beautiful and someone speak it. And yeah. so lately I've been trying to do that more often. Like even just when I'm shopping or something and like if the girl checking me out at the you know, grocery store or whatever has like pretty eyes. I'll be like, your eyes are so beautiful. Or like, just say little things like that. And first of all, people always like light up. They're like, oh my gosh, thank you. They're always like caught by surprise. Yeah. It's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. That's so nice. And I don't know. It's like, uh, you you just have no idea how much of an impact that can make. And maybe it's just a nice thing that they think about for a second. And that's great too. But like, it could really help change the trajectory of their day or their week or their life for all you know. Totally. Okay. I think I'm brave enough to share this story really quick. (laughs) Um, Maybe I've told this on the podcast before. I probably have, but this is not a story about me being nice. This is a story about (laughs) Nick being nice. We were shopping at like Nordstrom a couple years ago around Christmas time. And (laughs) Nick was, we were checking out, we were buying like socks or something for his dad for Christmas or something. And you know, the mall at Christmas time is just kind of crazy and hectic and people actually are not that nice around that time usually. And sometimes customer service people are not that nice around that Mm -hmm. time because they're just dealing with so much. But this one lady, she was like an older lady. She was checking us out and she was so nice asking us all these questions, just like so kind. And uh, Nick and I kind of like left the line and Nick was like, I'm dying for Wetzel's pretzels. (laughs) I was like, yeah, me too. And he was like, I'm going to get that lady some pretzels too. And I was like, I was kind of like, that's weird. Don't do that. Like (laughs) whatever. So anyways, he went to go get pretzels and he got her like a little thing of like Wetzel pretzel bites or whatever. And he brought them back to her and she like literally started tearing up and she was like, I can't. (laughs) And she was like, oh my gosh, this like just made my day. First of all, I skipped my lunch. So I'm like starving and my dog died last night and I've just been having like the worst day. (laughs) And then I felt stupid because I was the one I was like, 
Nick, don't do that. It's so embarrassing. Like, don't whatever. Tried to literally crush his um his intuitive. like intuition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his intuition. But it was kind of the same concept where we left. And I was like, as soon as she said that, I was like sobbing. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She's like, it's okay. Like, you know, thank you so much. This just like made my day. I just want to like pay it forward or whatever. Anyways, so shout out to Nick. That's so always sweet. Being so nice. I'm not the Wetzel's pretzels. <laughs> you never know day. how far Wetzel's pretzels <laughs> can take you. Okay. Okay. In 2013, I was just starting middle school and October had just begun. One Sunday after church, I saw my next door neighbor and best friend riding her horse in her field. Are we sure this isn't a spooky story? <laughs> yeah. I quickly ran over and asked her if I could come over so she could save me from my boredom. Boredom being the worst thing ever that's happened to me at this point in life as a middle schooler. She said yes and went to put the horse she was riding into the barn. I ran inside my house, told my mom I was leaving, ducked under the electric fence, and started crossing the field toward her house. Without realizing it, I let out my loud puppy who ran straight towards my best friend's newest horse. Oh, no. Spooking it. And the last thing I remember is the horse running away from my dog and straight towards me. I woke up in the hospital the next day without any memory of excruciating headaches, vomiting, screaming, and coming extremely close to death. While no one saw exactly what happened, I somehow collided with the horse and ended up thrown face down on another side of the field. See, you're not helping me. You aren't helping me with my fear. No. I had a severe concussion that ended up bruising my brain to the point of it bleeding, and there was no way to stop it but pray. My best friend thought I was dead. My parents thought I was dying. And from what I've heard, the pain was bad enough that I wanted to die. Everyone in my family and at my church were praying either from home or the hospital. And the bleeding miraculously stopped that same night I was hit. After a long week in the hospital and a long few months at home, I was healed completely. The craziest part, in my opinion, is that at the Sunday service I went to the day of the accident, there was an amazing older woman in our church who felt drawn to draw a saddle to give to someone to remind them that God was in control and keeps me safe. She had no idea who it was for until hearing about my accident. I now have the drawing in my house, knowing God provided a miracle for me that day. And just last month, I got married to the love of my life and was on my honeymoon on the eight-year anniversary of my accident. I attached photos of selfies I took before before the accident and after. Love you all so much. I've been following JC since around 2016 and Chelsea shortly after. Thank you for being a friend when I need one. Oh, Thank you. Wow, well, that's welcome, crazy. I guess, and thank you. And wow. Yeah, you're is, welcome. Thank you. Wow. And glad you're okay. Uh, this is wild. And I'm telling you, <laughs> horses can be spooky, Yeah, everyone. they can be. They're just so powerful. Yeah. Beautiful creatures. Especially when you're a middle schooler, you're tiny. Yeah. That's pretty wild. And I'm very glad that you made it. It's almost better in those circumstances when you can't remember. Yeah. I think that God protects us that way sometimes. For sure. <laughs> hey girls, love listening to the pod. Tuesday nights are my spa nights where I spend an hour in the shower and then, wow, an hour in the shower. Okay. The shower hour and then self-care while listening. Anyways, when I was in sixth grade, I broke my finger mysteriously. Went to the doctor. They said it wasn't broken. Okay. More ghost stories. Yeah. Gaslighting you as well. <laughs> they called about an after hour visit and said it was indeed broken. Went back to it. Uh, get it casted and pre-usual, they listen to your heartbeat. My nurse said she had heard something abnormal, brought three other nurses in and they heard nothing abnormal. She didn't feel good about it. So she sent me to the primary children's immediately. I had an EKG and there was something wrong with my heart. Nothing you could hear though. Went into heart surgery three weeks later. And let me tell you, as a little 11 year old, it was terrifying. I could have died within the next two weeks if I didn't go into that surgery. So basically I like to think an angel came to me while I was sleeping and broke my finger because it all led to my broken heart. LOL. Anyways, I'm now a senior in high school and back to normal as if nothing was ever wrong with my heart in the first place. Wow. Dang. That is crazy. That is all meant to be. 
See, sometimes we just can't see things yeah. for what they are. Be grateful for your broken bones. Hello, ladies. First off, I just have to say you guys have been a weekly ray of sunshine in my life for over a year, and I'm so grateful for this podcast and your general angelness. Oh, angelness. My first, this is my first time writing in, so bear with me. It's kind of long, but it ends wonderfully. I had a life-changing experience that shifted my views on the world a few years ago at a gas station. To set the scene, it was 11 p.m. and I had just moved to a new city for college. I was 21, now 26. So on that Friday night, knowing literally no one in town, obviously I had a movie night with myself. I drove to the closest gas station to grab some snacks for the movie and when I went to the counter to check out, the guy working there just looked off. I couldn't put my finger on it, but also I couldn't stop staring at him. I asked him the normal questions like, how's your night going, etc. when he answered, fine, how's yours going? I could tell he didn't believe his own answer. It was silly, but I kept prying, asking more questions. He started opening up to me, and since the gas station was completely empty, we ended up talking for a while. He poured out everything to me. He was recently back from serving in, from years serving in the military and was having a really hard time entering back into civilian life. His family was all military, and he felt he only joined because of the pressure to live up to the family name. He described what life was like for him in the service and how difficult it was coming back. He tried to be open with his family about his mental health struggles, but they were the tough— quote unquote, people that lived by the whole men don't cry thing. He ended up sobbing and hugging me after over an hour of spilling his emotions to a stranger. By the end of our conversation, he told me he had been contemplating suicide that evening before I came in and that the compassion he felt from a total stranger showed him what he needed to see and that he needed to live and quit his job and seek mental help. I never saw him after that night, but it has forever changed my perspective on kindness and affects me and how I act, especially to strangers and especially in places of service like Starbucks, the gas station, etc. That night solidified my belief in the necessity of kindness and the strength of the butterfly effect. To this day, I do everything in my power to brighten the day of the Starbucks barista, the gas station attendant, the server, etc. in hopes that they can turn around and spread that kindness to someone else who may desperately need it. Sorry for the novel. I love you guys and Beth and the husbands. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Also, you're an angel. I do yeah. not feel like you calling us an angel. Yeah, <laughs> you are a very pure soul. I also feel like something that I've, uh, kind of what I was just going off of, like complimenting people more and stuff is like getting off my phone when I'm in lines or like today I was at the grocery store and I was checking out and I was on my phone doing something for work actually. And then I literally had this thought. I was like, I need to like put my phone down and like, be here and be present mm-hmm. with the guy who was like, you know, ringing me up. I feel like even small things like that, it's just like so nice to have like an interaction with someone instead of being on your phone, being rushed, yeah. just looking at Instagram while, you know, I don't know, maybe you could have a little sweet moment with someone. Definitely. I was going to say we should challenge ourselves and everyone this holiday season, especially because it's like last holiday season, I feel like people weren't really like shopping, but this year it's like everyone's back shopping. Everyone's at the malls you know, there's mm-hmm. so many people interacting again that I feel like let's just all try and make like service people and like customer service workers lives way easier and better because as someone who has worked many customer service jobs, like a kind customer who is First of all, reasonable. <laughs> yeah, reasonable, present, nice. Yes, kind, cheerful, makes or breaks your entire day. And also like it is the butterfly effect because as soon as you're nice to them, then they, they're probably going to be nicer to the next customer that comes up because you just made their day. And let's try not to be Karens, you know? Let's just try and be a little bit more understanding. I remember one Christmas 
time, we were, again, waiting for one of our couches when we first ordered a couch. And it was, it kept getting lost. Don't ask me how. Um, our couch, like in the where They're like, we cannot find it. I'm like, it is literally a couch. Like, what do you mean? And <laughs> I was starting just to just me. get very like annoyed with having to call all the time and check up. And like, we weren't getting updates. And I had talked to this one customer service guy a couple of times. And this was like my second or third time talking to him specifically because he was like dealing with our case. And I kind of started the call like, whatever. And he apologized. He was like, I'm so sorry. Like, he's like, honestly, because he was late to call me back or something like that. He's like, I can't remember the specifics, but basically like my friend got in an accident and I like lent him my bike and that bike is my only way to work. And then he crashed my bike. And like, so now I don't have a way to get to work. And like my grandma and my dad just got sick and like I talked to something and he was saying like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to like dump this all on you. I'm just like very grateful to be alive and just was talking to me. And I was like in tears and I was like, I am such a brat. I'm like, I I didn't say that, but I was thinking that I'm like, I'm such a brat. I'm like, where's my couch from? Yeah. <laughs> you know, just so service level. And it just made me realize like those things just don't matter. And no. like, I'm talking to an actual human being, just not someone on the other end of the phone that like is supposed to do whatever I asked them right. to. And we had a great conversation after that. And it made, I didn't even really care about the couch. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like we'll figure it out. It's going to be okay. And it made me ever since then, just like kind of the same thing. Think about everybody I come into contact with that's working has their own life and yes. you never know what they're going through. Totally. I just remembered something else that makes me cry every time I think about it. We, and I want to do this again this Christmas because we didn't do it last year. I don't think, or maybe we did. I can't remember, but I think it was two years ago now. This is just like a little random act of service that was so fun is my family. When we were in Arizona, we filled up some different envelopes with cash. We all pitched in and we um, went to a grocery store and we just put them on random cars, like in their um, like on their windshield. And we tried to find cars that were a little bit like, you know, m- maybe looked a little rougher. Not a Range Rover. Yeah, not a Range Rover. We weren't putting on the nice cars. But we just like wrote Merry Christmas and gave them all cash. Like we did only a few envelopes. And then we would hide and like wait for them to come out. And Aww. like it was the, I literally would cry every time. Because yeah. it, it's just like their face would light up and they'd like be looking around like who gave this to me? And then, and we'd all just be like, oh my gosh. And then they'd get in the car and drive away. And yeah. it's like, you know, that's something that like, I don't know, hopefully meant something to them and that they're now going to like remember. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Makes Which their day. Which is really cool. They'll probably go home, be nicer to their family. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a butterfly effect. Okay. Hi, JC, Chelsea, Beth, and all the lovely pups. This story is so near to me, and I would probably keel over if I heard it on the pod. Ha, ha, ha. Well, here's the Here day. it is. Anyway, I'll get into it because it is probably going to be long. We're going back to June 2018. I found out I'm pregnant with our first baby. My family is from Missouri, so I had bought my family t-shirts with their new titles to mail to them and have them open on camera. I got great grandma and grandpa for my mom's parents. My grandpa was my best friend growing up, like weekly hockey games and green bean planting in the summer. Sadly, he died of a massive heart attack on June 25th before I had the chance to tell him I was having his first great grandchild. The shirts got delivered to me the day after after he passed. I didn't get to fly home immediately because I lived in Hawaii and worked at Starbucks and needed some time to plan flights and time off and whatnot. A few days after his death, I was working the opening shift that started at 3 a.m. My manager and I were the only souls in the place. A regular customer I've seen a million times walks in 
and said she didn't want to freak me out, but she's a psychic medium, and she was wondering if my grandfather had just passed away. Shook and absolutely sobbing, I said, yes, he did. She goes on to tell me exactly how he died and what time. It was crazy. Keep in mind, no one in the world besides my husband and I know that I'm pregnant as well. She looks at me and asks if I'm newly pregnant. I say, yes. She said, do you know what it is yet? I said, no, not yet. She says, okay, I see two children, one boy and one girl. The boy is bigger than the girl, so I think your boy is first, but I can't tell because they're so similar in size. He has white blonde hair and big blue eyes. The girl has dirty blonde hair and blue eyes too. This is so specific. Detailed. They're playing with your grandfather, smiling so big. Hi, me crying again, writing this out. She stays for a few minutes and then goes on her merry psychic way. (laughs) Flash forward to today. I have two beautiful babies, one girl and one boy. The girl came first and she has blue eyes and dirty blonde hair. My son is only 18 months younger and you guessed it, white blonde hair and blue eyes and is only three pounds lighter and barely shorter than my daughter already. I attached a photo of my cuties. I'll never forget this day. And every time I think of my grandpa, I think of how he knew my (laughs) baby. I think of how he knew my babies before I did. Oh my gosh, that is so sweet. Every time like somebody passes or a dog passes or anything like that, I always think about that. Like they're with other people who have passed, like either someone, you know, like they're taking care of your kids before they come down or something like that. And it's com- it's like very comforting feeling, I, mm-hmm. I think. Especially when pets pass because um, like I was saying, you know, God forbid this day have doesn't happen for a long time. But when Sophie passes, Nick's like, it's okay. Cause she has so many like dog friends up there that are like waiting for her, like Nick's old family dog. And like some of our other friends, dogs have passed away. And I'm like, that is like the co- most comforting thought to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, anyways. Very sweet. Yeah. One of the nicest things someone has ever done for me. When my little boy was two years old, he was diagnosed with leukemia. I had a baby and a little girl as well at the the time. It was a very stressful, emotional, and scary time for all of us. I spent most of my time living at the hospital while good friends and neighbors held down the fort at home and took care of my other two kids. I remember being so sad that it was November, the time in Arizona where I needed to get all my winter flowers planted and the lawn reseeded, or we wouldn't have green grass all winter or pretty flowers come spring. I felt so petty that I even cared about something like that when I was dealing with my little sick boy. I actually remember wondering how the thought of a yard, beautiful yard, could ever even enter my mind when my little boy was fighting for his life. The neighbors had done a yard sale to raise money for all of the medical bills, and I thought if I were to go out and spend even $15 on flowers, I would feel horrible and selfish. Well, I guess I shared my thoughts with someone because a few days later, a friend from church came and redid our lawn and planted flowers in all the flower beds. Were the flowers that important with everything else going on? No, but the fact that someone cared enough about a little thing like that in the middle of everything else that was ugly going on in my life made the yard the prettiest yard I'd ever had. Oh, and that little boy was Leif Carlson. Oh! <laughs> I am so sorry. That's so... I was like, oh, I'm two years old. Like, in Arizona. I was like, that's what I was about to say. I'm like, when Beth purposely gives us stories she knows is she going knows. to. <laughs> Wait, that's so cute <laughs> and sweet. So I'm guessing that's his mom that wrote that Yeah. In. If you guys didn't know that... I was going to say, did the little boy live? <laughs> yes, he did. I'm married to him. And he's helping my husband set up our TV right now. Oh my god! That's so sweet. That is so sweet. Wait, did you know that as you're reading? No, that? I'm shook. Well, as I was saying, I was thinking, oh my gosh, like two years old is when Leif was. I think Leif was diagnosed with cancer, and then she was saying Arizona, but I didn't put it together until the end. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I was shook. That is so sweet. I was already crying before I got to the end. <clears throat> okay, Teresa, this is my- get me with that one. Yeah. This is my last one. 
Hello, ladies. Love you all so much. And I can't even tell you how much I look forward to your episodes each week. Here's the story of the day that changed my life. The year was 2011. I had just moved back to my hometown after trying to go to a college about two hours away from my family and being absolutely miserable for every second of it. I started working at a small grocery store as a cashier to earn some extra cash while I figured things out. The job was terrible. The bosses were not good people. And I was always either incredibly busy or incredibly bored. One day in May, I noticed a new bat. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I almost said new bad boy. A new bag boy working <laughs> bad there. bad boy on the scene. <laughs> yeah. I recognized him as we had gone to the same high school, but we hadn't been in the same grade, so I didn't know much about him, besides the fact that he was a little younger than me. As the store got busy with customers on that particular day, I called him up to the front over the in- intercom so he could bag groceries for me. In between customers, we made small talk and I asked him if he was excited to graduate, to which he replied, I graduated last year. I felt dumb when we both went about our business. Over the following months, he became a bright spot for me at this job I usually dreaded. I would check the schedule every week, hoping to see us working together. And when we were both there, we slowly got to know each other. I learned about his passion for music and he asked me about my views on Christianity. I distinctly remember telling him during one of our shifts that we were going to be best friends, to which he laughed and shook his head at me. We added each other on Facebook where we messaged back and forth fairly consistently and then he asked for my number. I was reluctant to give it to him solely for the fact that even though I really liked him as a person, we were complete opposites in so many ways. However, I had a feeling I should, so I gave it to him. And our relationship eventually evolved into something more. It just always felt so easy with him. There were no games. There was no rush. He pursued me for months. And eventually after going to see Breaking Dawn part one together, while I really sealed the deal, he asked me to be his girlfriend. We have been together almost ever since we broke up for one week in 2013, (laughs) and we are currently expecting our first baby in January. It still blows my mind that the job I hated so much brought me the love of my life and a child. I am so thankful that we both ended up at the same little poorly managed grocery store, and to this day, I still marvel at how life works out sometimes. The smallest decisions really can change your life. Wow. That's That's so so cute. Okay, this is my last story. Hi, ladies. Firstly, I wanted to say thank you both for bringing such genuine joy into my life. This podcast has gotten me through some—I'm crying already—through some really difficult times, and it's so comforting to have these episodes to listen to and feel like I'm spending time with some of my besties when things are tough. Thank you for being you. This is a bit long. Let's get into it. The day that changed my life forever was actually a period of time. To set the stage, I was really sick in high school. It started with heart surgery in eighth grade, more surgeries to remove blood clots from around my heart, my lungs, brain, jugular, and left arm. During one of the hospital stays, there was a span of about two months where I had multiple surgeries back to back. There was one scrub nurse, a man named Lindsay, who had been in all of these surgeries. He always held my hand until I fell asleep. He talked me through my pre-op anxiety every single time. He made me feel so safe in a time that I was so petrified of everything that was happening to my body. This particular surgery was the last in this series, and it was to put a blood thinning medication in a drip directly on a clot in my arm to break it up. My arm had to be completely straight and flat for the entire day and night after the surgery, so it was strapped down to a board. My arm had a pretty large open hole in it. Where the drip was sitting directly on the clot in my arm, so it was really important that my arm stay still. Jeez. While I was in the ICU after surgery, the medicine would not stop leaking out of my arm. The nurses in the ICU called the surgeon who had horrible bedside manner. I just learned what bedside manner meant. Really? Like very recently. From what? A show? No, it was actually like some fertility doctors that were recommended to me in Orange County. And they'd be like, oh, this guy is like awesome, but he doesn't have great bedside manner. But this girl Mm -hmm. is awesome and she does. And I was like, I don't really know what bedside manner means. So I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay. 
like oh that's funny you know how much compassion and empathy they treat you with basically while they're oh makes or breaks oh totally mm-hmm. um his solution was just to okay so this is the, the surgeon who did not have good bedside manner. His solution was to just pull out the drip and put in an even bigger one, which would have been really painful. Out of nowhere, Lindsay shows up and asked if he could try to get the leak to stop before the surgeon did anything. The surgeon agreed and told Lindsay to let him know if he needed to book an operating room. Lindsay stayed for hours past his shift, making sure the medicine didn't move and I didn't have to get an even more painful drip placed. I was in and out of sleep during this time, but remember feeling that he was there and being extremely comforted by his presence. Aww. A few days later, when I was feeling better, Okay, I'm getting scared. A few days later, when I was feeling better, I realized I had not seen Lindsay in a few days. I asked the nurses about it, but because Lindsay did not work in the pediatric ICU, none of my nurses were sure who exactly he was. My mom went to the department that we thought he worked in, but no one knew him. She asked around all of the floors and department around us about a male nurse named Lindsay, but no one seemed to know who she was talking about. There was no record of him anywhere. My mom and I were stunned. None of it made sense. To save a long story from becoming even longer, we both have come to the conclusion that Lindsay was my guardian angel. There really is not another explanation that makes sense because literally not a soul knows who he is. We followed up for months after my release from the hospital and were never able to track him down. My mom and I both have this really strong feeling that we're right and that an angel is exactly who and what Lindsay was. Whether he actually is or not, what I do know is that Lindsay was sent by God to give me comfort and stability in a time where everything hurt. Those years were some of the most difficult of my life, but the kindness that Lindsay showed me carried me through and I've been since trying to pay it forward. Going through all that changed my life. It could have warped me into someone who is bitter and resentful to the pain, but Lindsay changed that and showed me that life is not something to take for granted and neither are people. He definitely makes me appreciate the incredible people in my life, like the two of you, much, much more. (laughs) I'm sobbing. (laughs) I think it just like, I I knew that was the last story. So I'm like, okay, I can kind of let it go a little bit. Oh my gosh. We stand, Lindsay. (laughs) (laughs) Lindsay is a a king. Oh my gosh, that's horrible though. They had to go through years of that. Just yeah. like in the hospital as a little kid is horrible. Wowzers. Thank you guys so much for... Uh, how old am I? I've said like, geez, wowzers. Like, she will occur. Thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys for sending in those stories. Yeah, thank you for taking the time out of your day to send us stories because mm-hmm. that is a massive part of our podcast that we could not do without you guys. And we really appreciate it so much. Also, I just hope this uh, episode restores your faith in humanity because yeah. honestly, I feel like we all know this, but like news and media and social social media, like we do see a lot of bad happening. And I think, you know, even with our podcast, it's like fun to react to like negative Stupid stories boys. about drama and tea and stuff. Like I'm not saying that that's not fun, but like people I think are genuinely and generally good. Mm-hmm. And it's really good to remember that, especially during the holidays. Like you said, just be kind to everyone that you come into contact with and like just try and make their day a little better. And yeah. it also feels so good on your end to do that. Whenever I make a conscious effort to like be nice, it like boosts me up so much too. It makes me feel so much better. So totally. That was a great reminder. I will definitely be carrying this feeling with me for this the rest of the day. This is definitely an episode I'm going to listen to again. I'm going to make Nick listen to it yeah. with me in the car. My makeup is ruined, but yeah. Thank you guys so, so much for writing in, for listening, for all that you do for us. We appreciate you guys more than you know, and I don't want to cry more, so I'll stop there, but we love you guys, and that's, that's what, what we, we said. said. Bye.